Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we're your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we're stewards of the land, and our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. Do you like to eat? Absolutely. Every day, three times at least. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like it's one long meal for me. You know, I've been on that seafood diet for 70 years. I see it, I eat it. (laughs) That's how it goes. Hey, Bill Cooper, Frank Cox here. This uh, edition of Living the Dream Outdoors podcast. We talk about cook that stuff. Yes. Oh, man, we got the guru of cooks, Frank Cox, smokerbuilder.com. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's what we do. We build cookers, believe it or not. Do you cook Smoker every building. day of your life? I do, actually. I, I rarely ever go out and eat, almost never. And, and you know, one of my favorite things about cooking for myself, um, it's, it's got nothing to do with the money. You know, it, it, uh, I spend probably more cooking for myself than I do going out to eat. I just I, eat better. I'm sure. <laughs> the, all, all the steps and all yeah. the things involved. It's like I'm just flabbergasted every time I, I sit and watch you cook. And it, it it's a real life lesson, you know. I've picked, oh, yeah. I've picked up on a few things that you've said that stuck between the ears, you know. Yeah. And I cook, too. I'm just not as fancy a cook as you, you know. But I've always, and I love it because you're always in teaching mode. You oh, know? yeah, I love it. I love teaching it more than I do thing, probably cooking it. I think you, know? you do. But. You should have been a college professor in the culinary arts, man. Yeah. Smokers, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you could do it yet. I'd call it Cox University. Well, we have Pitmaster U. You do. That's yeah, right. Absolutely. So if you wanted to check that out, <clears throat> not trying to plug myself here, but go well, to courses.pitmasteru.com and you can learn how to cook all that stuff wow and run cookers hey, and stuff if you want to if you're a party person you want to influence your friends boy win more friends absolutely and i mean uh, you know food is is the uh, is just like this good relationship tool you know it, any anywhere you go you always want something to eat something to drink you know something absolutely. to keep around I, absolutely you know? great great point and hey if you go to hunting camp fishing camp rabbit camp that's what we're at thing? right now. That's what we're right in the middle of it. Uh, what is it that brings people together the most? Well, it's the food. It's it's you know we go out and we do the hunt. And, you know we kind of split up a little bit and we take our spots and wherever we're hunting, whatever we're hunting, kind of critters. If you're deer hunting, you're in a stand by yourself. If you're at rabbit camp, you know you're all stood around a big patch of briars, you know, and you don't really get a lot of chance to hang out right there. You, right, you're all working and doing the same thing, but then. Once you're done hunting, you know, you get the time to go back and sit by the wood stove like we did last night. Yeah, out in the man shed. Out, out in the man shed and just hang out and, you know, sip a few drinks, some coffee and, and uh, you know, hang out and eat. Yeah, we talked everything from rabbit hunting to politics, you know. Absolutely. Tried to go light on the politics, but everybody, <laughs> I watched the eyes there last night, you know. I mean, we'd make eye contact across the once in a while, but most of them were following Frank Cox. Everywhere he's going. <laughs> yeah. What's his next move? When are we going to eat? Right. <laughs> you know. So so the fun thing about yesterday's cook, though, um, is that I cooked two big muscle meats 
that's going to get us through the whole weekend. And I did that in one cook. And the good thing about it is that we did a brisket and we did a pork butt. Um, and it wasn't, I didn't have to sit there all day either. You right. know, we use these you things. You got to called, go rabbit hunting. Yeah, I got to go rabbit hunting all day. And my drum cooker sat there by itself doing its own thing, you know. Yeah. So, you know, with these drum smokers, what that is, if you never heard of it, it's, it's, uh, we, we lovingly refer to them as ugly drum smokers, but they're actually a UDS style smoker. It's a barrel and they're not ugly unless you make it ugly. But uh, the, Mine's them, ugly. <laughs> well, it's because yours caught on fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but them drum smokers are 55-gallon drums. They're vertical, and, and you can light a fire in them things. If you want to learn more about it, go to smokerbuildermfg.com. And what it is is it's just simply a, a charcoal basket that holds about 15 pounds of charcoal. You set in the bottom. You light the top of it. It burns like a fuse. It'll run for 20 hours. Uh, 250 degrees if you want. Uh, we ran about 300 yesterday all day long. And uh, you can do a brisket at 300 degrees in like four hours. So, you know, we go out and hunt for two hours. We come back. We uh, wrap the uh, brisket, wrap the pork butt. And I could have went back out and hunted, but I sat there and drank coffee. Instead. <laughs> you bum. I, I knew I missed you out there my in the field. Was, my feet was getting cold. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, yeah, Tim built a fire, and that was the end of it. I couldn't go back. Yeah. You know, the, the shed was heating up stuff you know but but yeah it was fun i mean we we cooked a brisket and a pork butt in about four hours you know and we got that brisket sliced up and made sandwiches you know we got a little left we can put in the gravy today you oh. know and uh hash browns and stuff and did you notice how quiet it got <laughs> you could hear a pin I mean, drop everybody saw you pick up a knife and head to that brisket and everybody just sat there and watched every little slice just fold off oh, yeah, fold we were hungry off. man yeah yep. it, it didn't take long i mean the line formed quickly usually yep. everybody's oh you go first you know there wasn't any of that but you know everybody sitting there drooling watching that juice come out of the brisket as you're slicing it up and stuff like that but you know when it all just stopped was whenever I took that gravy separator and I had all that au jus in the bottom of it and all the grease floated to the top and then I poured the good juice, left the grease in the can, but I poured that all over them slices like that. I know, That's man. when the magic happened. I, I, yeah. I know. <laughs> I got that nice hamburger bun or that roll or whatever it was. It was like a pretzel roll. That yeah. was really nice. It was good, that. man. Yeah. It, I liked about three layers of meat mm. on that thing. You oh, know? yeah. Had trouble get my mouth around it you know but not not for long but i tell you what you bit into that thing and your taste buds just yeah. stood up man yeah i mean it was incredible but wasn't it cool though i mean everybody got in line right quick and real quick they're back to the table by the little wood heater mm-hmm. you know and the conversation kind of picked up and boy it made me remember some things you know my outdoor yep. celebrity cookbook i did in 1999 oh, yeah. Spence Turner, a state trout biologist at that time, wrote the introduction to that book. And Spence gone now. Really missed that guy. But in the introduction, he says that what was it that made civilization great? Speech, I think. Mm-hmm. You know what Spence's theory was that brought us up, you know, from caveman stages into modern man? Food. Food, absolutely. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah and he said, you know, it was a communal Think the guys went out and hunted. They brought the game back. They had a communal fire, and everybody gathered together. That was the focal point. That's what of the, the party day. was. Yeah, yeah, all that. The family, <laughs> the clan. Yeah, whatever. And we're still doing it today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, in a little better even fashion. Animals do the same thing. I mean, you know, you get a pack of coyotes. Where are they at? They're all together. You they bet. Got, there's beast right there. You know, or you know, if there's a field, and that's where the that's where the what we used to call the pillar of fire. That's where the pillar of fire was, and you can see geese coming to that spot. Boy, just flying, lighting in there, you know. 
and uh, food's food is, always the attractant. It's always the attractant. Yeah, every time you hunt over food plots, you know, yeah. it's, it's hey, the you center go of for, the gathering. You go bass fishing. Yeah. What are you looking for? Yeah, You're looking food. for the bass's food source. Yeah. You try to imitate it. Yeah. Food, food, food. Yeah. And But, boy, I tell you what, we are all over it. You know, yeah. with this group, the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team, mm-hmm. which you're a part of. And yeah. it, it, there's a reason you're here for God. <laughs> i got to feed everybody. <laughs> It's my pleasure to do that, though. I oh, really I can tell you it. really enjoy it. You know, something something else we were going to do here, I told you about the pork butt there. I leaked that out for a little bit. And I'm going to make some uh, chili verde out of that pork today. Wow. Yeah, now, tell us what chili verde oven. is exactly. So, a lot of people call it different stuff, but it's basically like a green, uh, like a jalapeno and tomatillo uh, green salsa that you start with and hatch chilies and stuff, you know. And uh, that makes that nice. Like, if you go... Uh, that's what they call it at a Mexican restaurant, Chili Verde. It's usually right. pork. It's usually chunks of pork. I'll wind up doing pulled pork, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it just it just makes this, I'm telling you, it stretches out so far. Pork does. You know, it's the pork. Pork loves moisture. It always stays wet. If it dries out a little, you can always add a little moisture back to it, you know. Sprite, by the way, or 7-Up right. is the right thing. That's the magic ingredient. But then, you know, that pork, I can I can put all that together in that Dutch oven. It'll be about eight eight pounds yield of pork. Get rid of the bone, and then we'll have like all of that good slop in there—the onions, the chilies, oh. the, the all the stuff goes in. How quick is gonna be ready? <laughs> well, we can cook it to death if you want, but it's pretty quick. I've already cooked the pork butt. Uh-huh. So, but then you get all you got to have is tortillas. You know, uh, my wife likes to put that on a baked potato. You know, oh, sometimes or better awesome. rice or. You know, you make your little bowl or of it or whatever. But yeah, your you wife have, is one lucky lady. <laughs> Be sure to have her. I list tell her that every day. <laughs> I'm on your side. <laughs> but yeah, so you know the the brisket there. You know, uh, a good brisket can do sandwiches. It can do. You can chop it up and you can make fajitas out of it. You can make chili. Some of the best chili I ever had. We cooked a we cooked a whole brisket and just chopped the whole thing up and put it in the chili. You know. And uh, you just can't go wrong. It makes big meals. That's why I like to cook for myself. I like for big days. meals. Yeah. Is it hot? Got some fire to it? Yeah. Maybe. What, the chili verde? Yeah, yeah. No, we don't make it too hot. Right. Yeah, we got jalapenos on the side. We make it hot enough that my boys can eat it, which, you know, they, they're pretty, they like some heat. You know, so they won't be that hot. Yeah, but they've been raised with you. <laughs> <laughs> I got. A, I found a little video of my youngest boy the other day. Uh, he was just probably three years old, and he's standing in a chair, you know, in one of them little old outdoor chairs, and he's kind of doing this jig, dancing up and down a little bit. Right. And I seen he was eating something. I looked at it. What was in his hand was I, I had toasted some uh, some of them uh, – Oh, what were they? They're not jalapenos. They're they're a little cut different than a jalapeno. Right. But I'd put them on the grill and just kind of you know roasted them a little bit. And he's sitting there just eating one of them things. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I laughed. I said, "What you got, buddy?" And he just like holds it up. You know, yeah. he didn't even hardly talk about it. But yeah, you know, you just he'd already been indoctrinated. <laughs> yeah, that's the the thing is is you know surround your kids with new foods. You know, and keep them, keep them trying new things and make fun of them a little bit when they don't eat it. You right. Know, that's what grandpa used to do. He would right. say, you ain't going to eat that. Yeah. And what do is. you mean you don't like it? Yeah. Have and, you ever had and, it? Yeah. You talk about <laughs> introducing kids to new foods. Boy, it's going to make life easier on yes. you as a parent down the road. You know, if you let them nitpick and, and oh, I hate mm-hmm. to see that, you yeah. know, because we just I don't like to, that. I don't like it at all, <sighs> man, particularly in a public restaurant, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. it, it, oh, it's just not good behavior in my yeah. old world, you know. Mm-hmm. And but Frank, uh, man, you've been out this cooking business for 
Uh, pretty long time. Yeah. Pretty long well, time. I'm, I'm, uh, of course, you know, when I was 19, let's say 20, 20 something. Yeah, right in my early 20s is when I built my first cooker. Um, you know, built it out of a lacquer thinner barrel. That's not, <laughs> not really not the, the most choice. intelligent thing to use. They're kind of explosive when you cut them, you know. Yeah. Mine didn't, of course. I knew what to do. But uh, anyway, built my first grill out of that, and boy, it sucked. I'm telling you, it was bad. <laughs> Got to start uh, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And then a few years went by, and I had the desire to cook some ribs. And so I went to the local grocery store. And I found that you could buy ribs that was already cooked and sauced and everything in the grocery store section there. And so I took them back home and I cooked me some ribs, I thought. You know, I just reheated is what I did. But um, anyway, it, it, it started the desire to, to learn how to do more, you know. And so uh, when I built my house, I bought a Traeger pellet grill back when they was made out of real metal, you know. Yeah. And uh, decided that, you know, I, I liked what I was getting, but I wanted more, of course. And so we started learning how to build cookers. And, well, actually, I started learning recipes on a barbecue forum before there was any social media. And uh, as I went through all that, you know, I started picking up on, uh, you know, my food was different than theirs. Why was it different? And I started looking at the different kind of cookers they had. Well, their cookers are different. They're cooking with, like, real wood, real charcoal. You know, they... Mm-hmm. They're doing low and slow. They got all these other things that are going on. And, boy, I tell you what, it's just been a fun journey from there, you know. Oh, it really has. And, and of course, yeah. I've known you for a decade or so. And just <laughs> be able to watch the transgression, you know, from those days to where you are now. And you're building cookers. I mean, gigantic things. Yeah. Thousand-gallon yeah. tanks or something. Yeah, I like to say we've had an impact in every country in the world almost in barbecue, whether it wow. be through videos, education, smoker plans parts something whole cookers i sold one to a dude in jamaica big big cooker to a dude that's amazing <laughs> but i don't want to leave people yeah. with, with the impression that this is just backyard stuff no, because no, I, we go I, all the way I, 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 <laughs> we've had you at numerous hunting camps you know yeah. uh, hey we like good food out in the hunting camp too yeah. and you've cooked some amazing wild gamers too yeah. i expect there's gonna be some rabbits on the oh, grill yeah. here before the this camp is over there's there's a few things you can't really do much with like that little bitty hog we was talking about last right. night <laughs> <laughs> that brother depardo we, killed I don't, <laughs> and we tried everything i swear yeah but it, it wasn't so bad you know but you know we always say what to do with that is make sausage out of it you betcha <laughs> you can make sausage out of anything frank cox what a great time this living the dream outdoors podcast and hey we're sitting here having a great time man we're always dreaming and we encourage you to never ever give up on your outdoor dreams they're possible especially if you got a good cooker absolutely i'm bill cooper the living the dream outdoors podcast is brought to you by living the dream outdoor properties cowtown usa alps outdoors scenic rivers taxidermy and the fly rod journals Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city, and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm. We live off the land. 
It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe that it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tall tales, unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll also find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.